What comes to mind when you think about life? Your life? The lives of those you love? Would you be willing to save a loved one's life? Of course. But have you ever stopped and thought about saving the lives of others? Welcome to Let's Talk About Life, a weekly podcast brought to you by LifeBank, the organ, eye, and tissue recovery agency in Northeast Ohio. Donation can be a complicated subject, but when it's broken down, it is really all about life. Spend a few minutes as we unravel the complexities of donation. So come on, let's talk about life. The holidays are usually viewed as a happy time, time of rejoicing and visiting family and friends. But for some people, it can really be a period of painful reflection, sadness, loneliness, and depression. Feelings of sadness that last throughout the holiday season, usually through November and December, are often referred to as the holiday blues. But for someone who has lost a loved one, this time period can be more than just holiday blues. Hi, you're listening to episode 41 of Let's Talk About Life. I'm your host, Colleen Gerber, two-time kidney recipient and proud LifeBank staff member. When we factor in COVID restrictions this year, and if there has been a loss of a loved one, there is a potential for a very dark holiday season. How does one cope with loss during the time of celebration? Joining me now is Alyssa Berman, the Senior Bereavement Counselor for LifeBank to provide a few cues on how to cope while grieving through the holidays. Alyssa, we know that the holidays can be hard for those who are grieving. Can you help us understand how we can take care of our mind, body, and spirit during the upcoming holiday seasons? Of course. I think one of the biggest challenges that face people who are grieving during the holidays is that they magnify the feelings of loss that already exist. And what we need to remember when we're thinking about taking care of our mind, body, and spirit is that it's natural that the sadness is there. But emotional pain can be more difficult to deal with during the holidays because we live in a society where everybody is telling us that it's a happy time. So we are socially in a situation where whether we're at home watching television, in our car, listening to a commercial, or even in the supermarket, we're told this is the time that we should be happy. However, uh, there are many people who just aren't feeling it. And often grievers are the folks who kind of have to prepare the people around them on what to expect. In order to put our families and people who are grieving in kind of the best state of mind, I often talk about how you can best take care of yourself. So as far as the body's concerned, you know, it's so incredibly important to get a good amount of rest. And the irony, of course, is sleep is often hard to find when you're grieving. And grief is incredibly exhausting. So even if it's just a nap here and there, if you're not a good sleeper in the evening, making sure you get rest is incredibly important. The other challenge of the body, of course, this time of year is eating nourishing foods. The holidays are a time where there's more sugar, there's more alcohol, there's more everything. Yet, ironically, eating too much sugar, caffeine, and alcohol can impact your mood. So I'm not one to say don't partake because let's just face it, that's part of the joy of the holiday. 
but also make sure that you do drink enough water, that you drink and eat healthy foods in between all the times where you're eating that wonderful holiday meal. And really try, if you can, to get a little bit of exercise as well. And it's hard here in Northeast Ohio because of the weather. But even if it's taking the stairs instead of the elevator or parking a little bit farther from the store, there are ways at least you can move yourself a bit. As far as the mind is concerned, you know, this is a time of year that's rich in tradition and ritual. And people often say that the old rituals and traditions can make you sad. And I encourage people to really think about what they want to do this year. What you do this year doesn't mean that you do the same thing next year. It just means that you may make a different tradition this year. So I encourage people not to set their expectations too high, really come together as a family and decide on what makes sense given where you are and what you need, set good limitations, and just understand that it may not be easy. Most importantly, to try to help yourself get through the shoulds. Well, it should be this way and we should do it that way. I have to say that those shoulds get people all the time. And letting go of what it means to have a perfect holiday is important. And you get to decide what role you want to have and what you want to do during the holiday. And know that it's also okay to have some joy. And then finally, as far as the spirit is concerned, I really encourage people to offer themselves compassion. You did a good job loving your loved one and providing meaningful holidays in the past. So be with people who you love and who love you and allow their presence to really kind of soothe your soul. If you have a faith community, join them. And if not, you know, there are lots of times where you can just pray privately for peace, for faith, faith, for grace, for strength. And there are lots of people who find peace going to the gravesite or writing a letter or just talking to the person who died. And if there are children in your life, you kind of have to find a way to make it joyous for them. But as I said before, we just have to remember not to expect too much of ourselves during this time. And remember that the one thing that does not die with our loved ones is their love, their spirit. We can hold on to it and connect with it, even in their absence, expressing a certain level of gratitude for having had the great blessing of having our loved one in our lives. Alyssa, you brought up so many great points, and specifically, you mentioned children. If somebody does have children in their life, how can we help them get through the holiday season? That's such an important question, because at the end of the day, holidays are so child-focused. So I encourage families to have a family meeting, to ask children if they have fears or worries about the days ahead to really encourage children to express their ideas and thoughts, especially with young children, be prepared for concrete questions like, how does their loved one celebrate the holiday now that they're not here? And for every family, the answer is unique. But I often encourage families to turn that back to the child. Well, what do you think daddy's doing? How do you think your brother is celebrating? And let children know that the adults around them may be sad, but it's not their fault. And to also anticipate awkward moments because children have not a great filter. And so they may ask questions in the middle of a dinner that makes some people uncomfortable. But 
at the end of the day, they're just processing their loss. It's also important to know that children are going to play and have fun. And they can do that and as well as miss their loved ones. So we don't want to get on children for enjoying themselves. Also, it's important to remember that if a child doesn't talk about the loss, it doesn't mean that they're not grieving. And so our job is really to help children feel nurtured and safe and comfortable and not pretend like this hasn't happened. You know, we need to stick to the daily routine, allow the child to remember their loved one in their own way, and really just support them as we would on any other day. As I remind people, if you have lost somebody dear to you, that individual isn't there on Christmas or Thanksgiving, but they're also not there the day before or the day after. So this is a continual process as we support our What are some questions that our families can reflect on as we move closer to the holiday season? So I firmly believe that anyone who's had loss, unless you really are a child, but for the adults listening, you've been through difficult things before this. So I encourage people to consider what strengths do I have to get me through this day? I've yet to meet someone who's had a loss who hasn't previously had to struggle with something and shore up the energy to face it. I also want people to consider what resources do you have that have helped you work through similar situations in the past? And remember a time in the past when you were able to tap into that strength. How did you do it? Most importantly, during the holiday, even when life feels so challenging, what is something that you can be grateful for? I ask people to consider that each day. And what is one thing that you could do today to experience some joy? And on the whole, when you reflect on those during the holiday season, my experience has been that people find a little bit of comfort. That's great advice. I think we all get caught up in that Hallmark movie desire to have the perfect holiday season. And when you lose somebody, it's just not going to be that way. Alyssa, thank you as always for providing tangible, helpful hints for our family, especially during the holiday season when it is difficult. You're welcome. I thank you for listening to this episode and I invite you back next week. And come on, let's talk about life. Thank you for listening to Let's Talk About Life. If you have questions about today's podcast, reach out to us at info at lifebank.org. If you are already a registered donor, we thank you. If you are not, take a few minutes to do something heroic and register to be an organ donor by saying yes at the BMV or online at lifebank.org. Donate Life. Donate Life.